For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the May 22nd edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Man, May 22nd, flying by. Uh, so for today's podcast, we're going to talk some playoff action, a little bit of other stuff. We have some, uh, we had a big Sunday win for the Warriors, and then a close game last night. What we need to talk about is Tommy Beer. What's up, man? A rare close game. Dang, right. uh, it was nice to see, right? Yeah, man. Uh, the Saturday-Sunday games were, were not, I mean, they were fun. I was watching the game with some friends, and I think peak entertainment's when Curry's going off. Like I, I'm like so giddy. I was like I was like a little child. I was like ah. Oh I was I was watching it outside. I went to LA for the weekend, and we had um we stayed at uh, the Marriott, and I had these nice little cabanas, and we were just chilling out. They had a TV in there. It was sick, and we were like just losing it. It was it was fun. <laughs> That's the way to enjoy it, man. Yeah. I was here in 50-degree cold weather in <laughs> rainy New York. But but I agree with you. When when Steph gets it going like that, you can just see the energy. You know, it's kind of like a um, you know a Rucker Park game where just the, whole, the excitement, uh, just anticipating that next shot goes in. And if that next shot goes down, he's, you know he's going to take a – you know he's going to shoot the long three-pointer. And if it goes in, the whole place explodes and he gets all worked up. So um, definitely uh, always enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah, one little step back three you had at the top of the key. I was like, ah, I'd lost it. Um, okay, so let's talk about the close game last night. A lot going on here, and you and I were chit-chatting before, and uh, Brad Stevens, man, I think he's getting out coached right now. We'll talk about LeBron in a second, but I thought what the biggest takeaway for me was, I think the entire second half, the Celtics switched everything. Like, even, like, screens that weren't even good screens, they didn't fight through it at all. I mean, he could have easily fought through those screens, man. And it led to a lot of mismatches with Marcus Smart and Rozier being on LeBron. And... I think that's why they lost, man. I mean, LeBron just killed him because of all the switching. Um, and back to LeBron, it's a sick 40-point game um, to tie Allen Iverson the last 45 postseasons. He's not done. Um, and, yeah, so to, to cite those stats, when Rozier was on him, uh, he scored seven points on just six possessions. Uh, that's that's very high. Um, it was nine with 19 on Marcus Smart compared to the seven on Jalen Brown's 27 um, so it, it's just, it's stunning. They, they can't do that again, man. Um, yeah. anything about LeBron defense he faced and Stevens was, was probably his worst coach game, I think, of this playoffs. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot there. Like, uh, you know, Stevens gets a ton of credit when the undermanned gritty Celtics, you know, advance, you know, get two, up two games, these conference finals and deservedly so, I mean, you know, for, for good reason. But yeah, I think Lou, um, I mean, just some of the basic stuff, you know, was playing Tristan Thompson more has been incredible on Al Horford. Um, and also, uh, um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, get let Corbin, giving Corbin more minutes and also playing Larry Nance, I, you know, for, for some reason, he didn't play much early on. So um, I think those kind of adjustments in Cleveland have definitely um, gone lose way. And yeah, you mentioned LeBron, um, not only the six 40 point games, he's also shot above 55 percent in each of those 
Um, 40 point games, just the, the most such games with at least 40 points above 55 percent in NBA postseason history. Um, the guy's incredible. And um, and the last thing just about Rozier. Yeah, I mean, in, in today's NBA, we, we see it in the Rocket series. If you're either too big, you know, too slow a foot to, to guard somebody, they're going to they're going to find you and pick on you and pick and roll, you know, drag you out to the top of the key and run a pick and roll. Same thing if you're too small. Um, and that's LeBron's just been kind of bullying Terry Rozier in the post. Um, so uh, in today's NBA, it's all about mismatches, and uh, the, the Cavs have done a good job exploiting them in, in games three and four, whereas the Celtics did so in games one and two. Yep. A um, couple other things, too. They killed them in the paint. Uh, I thought that was a big takeaway. Scored more points in the paint than, than, the, than, the, than the, uh, the rest of the you – know, he had 25 points in the paint, I think, and nobody else in the game had 25 26, points. 26, yeah. He was 8 of 10 in the restricted area. That's really good. And then 5 right. of 6 in the paint non-restricted, which is even more. It's usually guys who went shoot in the 40s in that section. Um, yeah, I mean, Ron, this, the one thing, I guess, you know, in the offense of the, the Rozier and the Celtics and Stevens, you, some of the shots he took, you, you begged for him to take those shots, and he, and he nailed them. You know, it's just, he's just, in, just locked in. And he didn't even play that well. That's, that's the other crazy thing is, you know, it seems – is there a, such a thing as a quiet 44 points? But right? it seemed like he had it last night. Yeah, know? it was – he didn't have any, like – well, the, um, probably the best play was the Kevin Love uh, pass. Yes. That was, that was beautiful. Triple coverage, like Randy Moss style. But um, yeah, his only non-paint or his paint non-restricted was blocked. So basically, every shot that wasn't blocked in the three to three feet out in the paint was uh, was good. But anyways, yeah, you mentioned the the uh, the Celtics struggles in the paint bad. Uh, Nine to twenty-one on layups. They missed three dunks. They had three of their jumpers blocked. Uh, I, if you know of a uh, well, well, sorry, go ahead. In defense, of the, in defense of the Celtics, I mean, you got Kyle Korver, that dominant defensive shot blocking stud in there. So you can't, you know, there's only so much you can do against a monster like that. Yeah, he, we'll talk about him in a second. He he was he was terrific. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I was watching this, and you can't miss those those layups. And I don't know if I've, you ever heard like the Celtics drill. I've heard it used two ways. One of my coaches used to be like go into the basket, and, like shoot layups as fast as you can, left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand. And the other yep. one's like full court pass layups, like it's layups associated for both of them. And like yep. the Celtics need to start doing that apparently. <laughs> yes. But, yes. but uh, oh, let's talk Corver, man. So he was real. Like he wasn't. Did, did he start four four? I forget. I think he did. Or three. He started so. three or three or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, coming off a, a really big game three. Five for five in game three. Yep. Uh, perfect, four for four from deep in that game as well, if I remember. Yep. Is he going to get more minutes? I mean, he's played 25. Uh, Ty Lue joked about it. Um, he said that he's playing him too much. <laughs> so that was uh, kind of funny. But, yeah, do you think he can get to 25, 30 minutes a game? Yeah, I think you roll him out there until he proves ineffective. Um, you know, he's, he's provide. you know, as they talked about Adam Finitum on the telecast last night. I mean, he's not a, obviously not a great defender, but he gives effort. He, you know, understands positioning. He hustles. Um, and I think that that kind of obviously LeBron is LeBron, but I thought the intensity and effort and enthusiasm from Corver and Tristan Thompson and, and, and also a little bit of Larry Nance over these last two games have really changed the, you know, the, the momentum in the series. And you mentioned Thompson, too. Lou is basically putting him whenever Horford's there. Like they're, yep. they're, and they really made that big adjustment in game three when they didn't switch at all. Like they made Thompson say on Horford pretty much all game if he could. It's worked really well. Uh, Horford's yep. statistics have kind of fallen, um, especially when he was going hot earlier um, in the Philly series and in the first round. He was effective, but they've really done a good job of keeping him in check despite playing forty-two minutes. 
I mean, if you see Horford play 42 minutes and only have one assist, 15.7 boards, like that's pretty discouraging stuff from him, um, even with no turnovers too. But So how do you think that, I mean, if we're looking at DFS, I mean, Tristan Thompson coming off that big 13 and 12, he's still pretty cheap for DFS, to, so do you like him? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you got to roll with them. And again, I, as you know, as as long as Horford's out there, you got to figure Lou's gonna gonna leave the Thompson in the game. The the I guess the one concern was you saw the Celtics, you know, hint or at least start the little hack of Thompson at the end of the fourth quarter. But he's also knocked down his free throws. He's shooting above I think 80 percent in in the postseason. Eighty four percent in the postseason. Eighty four percent. He's only got fifty three percent in the regular season. But um, yeah, he's, he's he's knocking down his free throws, and um, you know, so yeah, I, I think it, it's certainly at that price point. There's no reason to, to move away from him. Yeah, if he's playing thirty eight minutes and he's going to play big minutes, you would think again if this game's yep. close. But in Boston, Boston's undefeated at home, and it's it's crazy, man. Same with uh, the Bucks series too. It's like. Oh, Boston's Boston's gonna sweep Boston in five, and then hey, here we are. This this feels like it's going seven or what? Uh yeah. I think the Celtics have to win to, to on Wednesday for it to go seven. Because if they go back to Cleveland down, you know, two three, that's a very difficult task to try to get it back to seven. But um, yeah, I think the Celtics probably win tomorrow night, and then um, the Cavs force a game seven. Yes. Yeah, I mean they've only won one road game. Uh, yep. So. so. As great as they've been at home, they haven't exactly been dynamite. Uh, they play a little bit closer, but anyways. <sighs> okay, so let's let's wrap up the Cavs. Uh, anybody else that you think made a bigger impact? Uh, I thought J.R. Smith played better. George Hill's just giving him solid minutes, really had most of his off, uh, postseason. Anything else that you may have noticed? They limited Jordan Clarkson's minutes, who's been terrible in the series and pretty much the whole postseason. I, I assume that'll continue. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, send, uh, you know, I think we uh, touched on uh, everybody yeah. else. Right? A couple things I wanted to add. Uh, Larry Nance, you mentioned he's he was he's probably going to be uh, in a little bit more. I thought he gave him good minutes. And then one stat that really jumps out besides the LeBron stuff: Cavs are hitting threes now. Um, so in the first two games when they were open on threes, meaning defender is. Um, four to six feet, oh, four or four feet or more away, they are. They were twenty nine percent on fourteen to forty eight. Uh, so you're talking about twenty four threes per game in those two. That jumped up in the last two games, the home games, uh, to twenty two of fifty one, forty three percent. So you're talking about almost fifteen percent better with similar usage on getting. So they were getting open threes. It's just they're making them now. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's a it's true. It's a make or miss league, and right. uh, you know, it, it's sometimes it's that we overthink things, but it, it comes down to making open shots. Um, you know, and you know, role players tend to play you know better at home, and all that other stuff gets factored in the equation. So we'll see if the if the Cavs can keep up their three point accuracy in Boston. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, you know, that the, the it'll probably you know even itself out over these. You know, it's now it's a best of three. Um, and it could very well come down to, you know, making open shots, limiting turnovers, things along those lines. Yep. Game three, they had more threes made in game three than they had in one and two combined. Uh, game one, they had tied for the fewest threes um, of the regular season and postseason. Game against Miami was the lowest in March, I think, 27th. Um, okay. I'm I'm good on, on that one. Uh, so getting to Boston, do you think they're, they're going to have to stop this switch everything, right? I mean, they have, like, just kind of scheme wise like they, ha- they can't do that against LeBron man 
Agreed. Uh, you know, you just it's 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 at a, a certain point in time, you just got to force somebody else to to beat you. Um, you know, and, and and at this stage of the game, I I would assume that Stevens will come up with something that'll that'll shift the you know just if for nothing, just the optics of it, just for the the guy's confidence level. Because um, Rozier's taking a beating down there, um, and he's also had some turnovers on the other end. So um, yeah, I would assume that they switch it up going forward. What do you think about Rozier? Uh, he's been. Kind of quiet, I guess. I, I've said for a while he's kind of overachieving coming into the series, and that's kind of held up. He hasn't really been that dynamite um, in the, the series. The, agreed. The one thing about Rozier, though, is even on a, on a when he doesn't play particularly well and he has poor percentage, he still is a good rebounding guard. Um, you know, he had six rebounds, 11 assists last night. Um, obviously, only six of fourteen from the floor, but um, he does have kind of a safeish floor uh, because we know one. We know he's going to play a ton of minutes because they have no other options. You know, certainly with Shane Larkin injured, um, and um, you know, and the other thing is he's you know he, again for his position he's a, you know he's, he's a good rebounder. You know, he tallies up the assists. Uh, yeah, it's I could see him bouncing back actually and having a pretty good game in Game Five. Back back at home, I mean his yep. in the first two, not so much this round. But, I mean, in the first two rounds, he was so, so good in front of the home folks. Yep, his splits were crazy. Yeah, I mean, you look at that three-game stretch where we're going from Game 7 against the Bucks, and then Game 1, yep. Game 2, 26, 29, 20, with a yep. bunch of goodies along the way, boards and everything. So, yep. Uh, I'm not. Like, if I, I look at his price, and I, I, for him to be, you know, just a little bit under, you know, 2.5K 2. away from Curry, like, I'm figuring out how to get 2.5K to get to Curry. Agreed. I think, and even Chris Paul, I like him more at nine three. I have my, I'm a little bit concerns, but yeah, I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, he's going to be in a good spot. We know that Cavs, the Cavs have been playing some strong defense though, to their credit, yep. which has been really been the big story the other way. Usually, we bury them for giving up 120 points all the time. So um, Horford, man, what, what about him? I mean, he's been really again credit to Lou. Um, his price is eight thousand. He's still cheaper than. Capella, who's also been neutralized, we'll talk about him in a second. But um, what's up with Horford, man? Could he snap out of this little funk he's in? I think it's a, a Tristan Thompson-induced funk. You know, huh. I, I think you know they they really focused on him. Um, that was that was one of the obviously he killed them in games. He was to star for for Boston in games one and two, and I think one of the you know again. Pointing back the adjustments made, you know, it's since the switch back to Cleveland um, was Tyler said, you know, we're going to let make somebody else, you know, beat us. Um, I forget what the exact numbers were, but but Zach Lowe wrote about it in his column, um, just basically on the, the points per touch and the, the number of possessions that ended with um, Horford either shooting or assisting um, were exponentially lower in games three um, as opposed to games one and two. And I think that's uh, obviously a focus, a focal point of the Cleveland's game plan was um, take the ball out of his hands, don't lose touch of him, go underneath screens, go around screens, fight through whatever you have to do, but don't let him, um, you know, knock down that uncontested, you know, space three-pointer top of the key fake and take it into the lane um he was a little more aggressive in game four than he was in game three um but the, the you know he shot you know only five of 13 just you know, again because the, a lot of it had to do with the caps constantly consistently having hand in his face and forcing with the difficult spots on the floor i was so I, if i was stevens i was expecting um if we knew that we know that the Cavs are going to do that again i thought they'd take more threes Boston. I was a little surprised they only took 28. I thought they'd be, you know, upper 30s. They only made nine of them. Like, they need to make... If they're going to run that strategy, guys got to start hitting threes. Um, obviously, Mark and Smart being one... Um, Rozier is three and nine. Mark and Smart was one of five. Like, that's... 
it's crazy. We went from the whole narrative was like, yo, Boston's guards are killing Cleveland's guards, and now it's kind of flipped. Like, Boston's guards are slacking now. Yep. You know, it's one of those things where Tatum and Brown are finally starting playing like a 20 and 21 year old kids. You know, um, Tatum's been kind of, in, you know, certainly hasn't been nearly as productive or efficient as he was in, in, in Cleveland, as he was in Boston. Um, they need him to get going. He's another guy that, you know, was you know, arguably their best three point shooter. They needed to get him some looks from behind the arc. Yep. Um, Jalen Brown has to put big minutes. Again, they have to. He's going to, he has the energy to play. He was on LeBron a lot. I think he was yep. most on LeBron more than anybody else. So I think he looks still pretty good. He's still pretty cheap at DFS. I actually like him quite a bit. Um, he's cheaper than Clay is again. Uh, he's only six seven, so I like him. Okay, I'm um, good on that game. Yep. We'll talk some DFS stuff. Um, what are the, I think I got all my notes. Yeah. Okay. So um, Star Warriors: The Steph Awakens or what? <laughs> <laughs> so Curry erupted. Uh, third quarter, Steph. Third quarter, like. A lot of people who gamble, man, um, they know that you play the Warriors' second half odds. Uh, they tend to pull people out third quarter at home. That's what happened on Sunday. So, is Steph good? Uh, they made some adjustments as well. They they didn't have him. Um, they had him hedge more, like basically reverse Boston. Like they didn't want him to switch. They didn't want him to go on uh, Harden and Paul as much. Uh, and overall, his defense. Well, um, he gave up more points. He gave up 21 points when he was defending um, compared to 15.5 in game one or two. But he wasn't as – and the points he lost on defense, he gained back, you know, threefold on uh, on offense, I guess. I made those numbers up. But um, is Curry back now or what? Yeah, I don't think he ever went anywhere. You know, obviously there's a lot of talk about injuries. But he said time and again he was 100%. The trainers – listen, at this stage of the game, there's no NBA player that's 100%. Everyone's dealing with some type of – bump or bruise or you know you, you play basketball for six months every other day um you're not going to be you know at full strength um and curry again looked fine wasn't you know he was fine going to the basket he just wasn't knocking down his three pointers which uh, you know it's understandable to assume that something's wrong he's injured because the guy never misses and i think he was three for 20 over the first 10 quarters or three for 21 from three point land over the first 10 quarters of the series and then as we know in the third quarter exploded seven for seven from the floor um but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, he, he might come back down to earth a little bit. You know, it's difficult for him to maintain that, that level of efficiency, obviously, that second half explosion. Um, but uh, and, and the Rockets, I, I suspect, will continue to um, try to pick on him defensively, if for no other reason, um, not only that he's not a great defender, but also hopefully it wears him down a little bit, um, takes a little bit of starch out of him on the offensive end. Um, didn't seem to work in the second half of uh, game three, obviously. But um, I think it's safe to assume that uh, he'll get open looks and he'll knock down open looks. And, um, you know, it's LeBron has talked about how sometimes two points is more than two points. Um, uh, you know, bucket can, you know, give him team momentum and energize the crowd. That's certainly the case with Steph Curry, especially in the at Oracle Arena. Um, three points are worth more than three points. When, when the crowd and, and his teammates start to see those three-point buckets go in, um, it'll really energize the entire place in the team and uh, uh, makes him really difficult to beat. Yeah, and so the big news today so far is Andre Iguodala is going to be doubtful, um, which is surprising. They pretty much downplayed it after Sunday. They, you know, he said he was fine, this and that. It's the playoffs, so I think he might be active, but um, they, they probably aren't going to start him. It's not like the Hamptons 5 lineup has really been that great, so I don't think that, you know, I think they're going to start Looney regardless, um, so obviously that puts him on, on the board. Um, which that's the obvious part. The not so obvious part is I think this is going to help Harden. Uh, Harden's been disappointing, uh, partly because of Iguodala in the series. 
Iguodala's guarded him 26 times, and he's only scored five points on the, in that time. Um, so that's pretty much the best you're going to get um, for guys, you know, points per possession guarded uh, among guys with any sort of usage. So, um, yeah, I think it feels like it could be a big Harden night. Uh, agreed. Um, I think it gets, gets him a little more space. Um, and, yeah, I think as far as Iguodala is concerned, um, I think if this was a game seven or, you know, must-win game, I'm sure he could, you know, he probably would be able to, to gut it out and, and give him, you know, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, whatever is needed. Um, but I think they feel pretty confident where they are. Um, they prefer to keep him healthy down the stretch and, if, um, you know, in the finals, et cetera. And the other thing is they just, as you mentioned, the Hamptons five lineup hasn't really been overly productive or efficient. Um, they've actually been better on the floor with Looney in those four as opposed to Iguodala. Um, so I suspect that um, we will see plenty of Looney even if Iguodala is healthy. Um, and, uh, you know, if they want to sit Iguodala out for a game or two, uh, they're in that position where they could probably sit out one of their four stuff. They, they almost should be forced to sit out one of those four guys each game. The, the opposition gets to pick one of those four guys. Um, and then be, you almost have to handicap the Warriors to have a chance to beat them at this stage of the game. Yep. Um, so overall, that Hampton's five, uh, they only have a plus 3.3 net rating, um, which is shocking almost. Um, and then you mentioned yeah. the four All-Stars plus Looney. Plus... Ah, 46.9 I can't even speak it like it's just wild but it's, it's kind of crazy though you look at the other lineups man so their third most used lineup is Curry, Dre, Livingston Clay and Nick Young that's plus 32 Curry uh, then it's Durant, Iguodala, Livingston, Looney and Young that's plus 33 so like their non-Hamptons lineups are really part of the reason why they have a, a 2-1 lead and with the big big weave uh, big, blah. can't talk right now uh, I'm so confused by the Hamptons five being so, so bad. I guess bad. I don't know. Three point three is not bad. Three point three is not bad. But so yeah, I mean Looney's chalk um, for DFS. But what yeah. else though? Because I mean, if he starts, that means they're going to probably have to bring either more David West, Jordan Bell, possibly could get in the rotation a little bit more. So what do you think is the other fallout from this one? I'd probably steer clear if I could. You know, they they, they went with Jordan Bell over David West in, in game three. Um, I could certainly see them doing that again. Um, I think it's difficult to trust any of those cats, to be honest, out, outside of Looney getting a big bump. Um, if you want to roll the dice in, in, in a tournament, um, take Bell, and hopefully, you know, he plays 15 minutes to take West. Hopefully it gives you 8, 10 points. Um, uh, that, that certainly is is a reasonable expect. You know, it's a, it's worth a roll of dice, I suppose. But um, personally, I, I'm, I plan on steering clear. Yeah. And then also, Nick Young, I think he shot like 94 true shooting during the regular season. He's been okay. Um, but he right. would benefit. I mean, you would think he would yes. get to, uh, I don't know, maybe it depends on the garbage time situation. But if, if he could somehow get, you know, call it nine first half minutes, uh, and then if it's a blowout, maybe he could do some damage late. Um, he's on option. He's cheap. Um, I mean, you're going to need to find guys that are cheap, and he's only 3000 so... Agreed. He's a guy I'd be comfortable taking a flyer on um, because he's always there's always a chance he can knock down three three pointers in a six minute stretch um, and it just automatically uh, you know fulfill his you know he does he doesn't need to give you many fantasy points at a three thousand dollar price tag so um, he's a guy I'd be more comfortable with than the than the others we mentioned. Yep. Um, so talk about Draymond next. Uh, I'm I love fundamentals. Good fundies. Shout out to Keith Hernandez. Um, <laughs> Yeah, box outs. That was kind of the, the takeaway. Uh, and there's a great story on NBC Sports Bay Area. They, they highlighted his Draymond Green's box outs. Um, he only had 10 box outs, uh, but he had 17 boards in Game 3. Uh, it's kind of weird that like his box outs and his rebounding numbers are inverse 
inversely related. It's like the Westbrook style, you know? Yeah. Like the Westbrook doesn't box people out because he doesn't want... Because if you box your man out, you're, you're hurting your chances to actually get the rebound. Yep. You're, you're helping your opponents as well. But uh, yep. anyways, we'll save that for another day. But, um, I mean, Draymond was big, man. Uh, do, we, can, do we think he's going to have another good game? Again, even just non-box score stuff, he's been just tremendous. Yeah, I mean, he's the, you know, he's the, uh, you know, Durant is Durant, Steph Curry, we talked about him, he's the, but, but Draymond's kind of the engine that, that drives the whole thing. Um, it's probably unrealistic to obviously assume that he's going to get 17 rebounds again, um, but he's a triple-double threat every time he steps on the floor, um, so I, I would have no problem playing him. Yep, he's still pretty cheap, uh, and power forward's kind of a mess, so yeah. he's 8-7, like, that's pretty good. Reasonable. Um, yep. So yeah, I definitely like him. Um, Durant, same same thing. He's three thousand cheaper than LeBron, but um, definitely could see him having a big game as well. I think I prefer LeBron in a vacuum. It's gonna be tough to play him both. Yeah, I think. Yeah, LeBron's just so so good. But I mean, you can play them both. You, you won't be able to play Curry and or Harden, but um, it's not like I would have played Iguodala so hard um, if I knew he was good. Like Iggy at four four, such a if Iggy's starting, I'd probably still roll him out there, man. You're gonna he's gonna have a low percentage. It's not a bad contrarian play, actually. Yeah, and I mean if you're playing a Tuesday Wednesday slate, you'll know it's the first yep. game with a slate, so yep, you're straight. So I'm I'm on board with that. Um, again, just, uh, we've seen guys like uh, I don't trust playoff tags. Yes, agree. There was uh, every time I hear a doubtful and like he does practice and stuff, you know. D- they could list him however they want, you know. If he's practicing yep. and stuff, and whatever. Anyways, um, I'm not a big. I'm not big on Clay. Like I look at Clay versus Jalen, and I much prefer Jalen. Um, even Smart, I think, is a better buy at eleven hundred dollars cheaper. Uh, I'm not really into Clay. Could be wrong. Yeah, you, you, we know the deal with Clay's. You know, he's obviously capable of getting hot and knocking out a bunch of threes and putting up points, but um, provides very little uh, otherwise. Um, did have two blocks last game, but only one rebound, three assists. Um, that's the type of stuff that limits his fantasy upside. Yep, um, but could be wrong. I mean, definitely a tournament play. He'll be low owned. Hasn't really busted out, especially when he's, it was Curry and Durant's been pretty good. Um, yep. Um, so we love Looney. We've already said this. Um, going to the Rocket side, I'm not really on CP3 again. Um, I think Harden's going to be have a big game tonight. Um, if this game is close, it's going to be because Harden dropped 40. Um, and I'm off Capella. Really, don't want, and I, I like Tucker a little bit. He's five thousand. But, um, he's been great. Yeah, I could amazing. See, I, I could see Tucker. We know he's going to play a ton of minutes, um, and uh, I, I could see him putting up, uh, you know, approaching a double double, something along those lines. I, I think he's a solid play. Tuck wagon, the the tuck, sure. the tuck wagon with him at the five has been. That's how they kind of neutralized the Hamptons five lineup. You know, they've really yep. done a great yeah. job there. Yeah, it's a, it, it, one of the reasons that the, 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 their net rating is not that great is a lot has a lot to do with that the, yeah. the way that the, the Rockets have, have manipulated uh, you know counter 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 match that. Let's see here. There, let's see here. That lineup with Harden. Oh no, there it is. Where is it? Um, can't find it. I'll find it in a second. But yeah, that he's going to play big minutes. Um, so yeah, definitely a guy you can consider there. What else? Yeah, I think that's kind of it. I'm not really into anybody else. I'm not big into Eric Gordon. You think CP3 bounces back? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not into CP3 today. I like Curry much, much more Yeah. when they're in similar price range. True. About $400 difference. Yeah, but maybe especially I'm at Gold State, too. Yeah. 
Okay, so I think we're good there. Anything else you want to add? Nah, I think we uh, I think we covered it. Yeah, they've used that the, um, the tuck tuck wagon lineup, which is a shout out to Chuck Hayes. Um, I don't know who invented that, but some boss, uh, some Houston fan. But so that's Harden, Paul, EJ, Eric Gordon Jr. That is uh, Ariza and Tucker. They've used that lineup for eighteen minutes. It's only minus one and a half, but I'm pretty sure that that was influenced from the last game. Because like yeah. before that, it was pretty good. So let me, let me see how it did in the last game. Real quick here. Yeah. Where are you? Man. All right. That one is... Oh, wow. That was, that was yeah, eight minutes. It's actually plus. Huh. Yeah. Oh, no. That's, that's a starting line. I can't. I can't read today, man. What's with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't see. There it is. Oh, yeah, minus 3.7. So that was actually pretty good. Five minutes. Cool. All right, I think we're good. Um, but we're going to do some price. Um, ready to hit some. We wanted to talk Jonchich really quick. Thoughts on EuroLeague MVP, champion. Like, you and I chit-chatted on Saturday. Is he, he's, he's number one to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate to be like one of those guys that was like, I liked Pearl Jam before they were cool, but um, I, I've been on, I've been a huge Luca fan for um, dating back to the to last summer, actually, the summer before. Um, I was, I always felt he was the number one pick um, prior to the start of the season. And Aton is, you know, he's a monster, he's a stud. Um, but uh, you just can't, it's very hard to replicate. I mean, even, you know, just in today's NBA, I mean, how, of the four four remaining teams, how many how many of those feature a center? You know, um, so that that goes for DeAndre and and Mobamba and Wendell Carter Jr. to a certain extent and um, Marvin Bagley. Um, when you've got a six eight essentially point guard um, in, in Doncic, it just the the. the it, the intangibles are off the charts. The guy's a proven winner, 19 years old, Final Four MVP, regular season MVP, and the second best basketball league in the world. Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. And the, and for people saying that he's going to slip to four, I, I, whoever wants to make a bet, let me know. Yeah, um, there's no there's no way he slips to four. Even if the Kings don't want to take him at two for whatever reason, he doesn't want to go there. There, you know, and, and, and let alone the Hawks, somebody will trade up and get him. The guy's way too talented. He should go number one. He's not going to slip past number two. Um, for me, it's a no-brainer. No way he gets past the Hawks. No way. Agreed. I could see him possibly getting past the Kings because they are really guard heavy with their. The way I guess put even together. if they want to take him, I think they would trade. Another team would be very happy to trade in the number two and give up a lot to move even one or two spots to, to, to have a chance to get this. This kid's a generational talent. Yeah. Opinion. Much like the uh, couple years ago with the Bears with Trubisky, where they gave up like a bunch of picks <laughs> and move up one spot. You're I can right. see that happening, man. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't have done it for Trubisky. I was as a Lions right, fan, right. I was happy that the Bears did that. Um, but for a guy like Doncic, yeah, absolutely, a, a future first or you know a, a, another quality young player and whatever it takes, um, I, I'd, I'd, I'd happily do it to move up one spot. Or even with the Jets when they traded from yep. six to three to get Sam Darnold, which I'm pretty pumped about. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Well, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, uh, I, it's, I, I love that guy. I'm not. I wasn't the hipster guy because um, I watch pretty much NBA. I don't watch too much non NBA stuff. But yeah, you mentioned the um, the Fibus Slovenia stuff when he was with, when that team just rolled. Yep. Like he looks. He looks so good, man. And for him to be as good as he is in the ACB, which is the most legit non NBA league out there, like hands down. Absolutely. Um, like, and I mean, he went to good teams. That Moscow team's really good all the time. Yeah. 
Fenerbahce, like, yeah. A lot of former pros. I mean, that's, and he's playing against grown men as an 18 year old, 19 year old kid, confident swagger. I understand this questions about his, you know, limited athleticism, but you got to remember also, this guy's been playing basketball straight for about, you know, 11 months. Um, he hasn't had the, uh, uh, you know, once you get him in with an NBA training staff to kind of, you know, you know, get fast twitch muscles and figuring out how to best utilize his skill set, his height and athleticism, um, you can you can increase things, uh, you know, that 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 the people are worried about. There's a lot of stuff that you can't teach that he already has. Big shot making ability, um, stones to step up on a big stage. Uh, you know, there's questions. You know, maybe DeAndre Ayton can do that. Maybe Bagley can can do that on a, on a, on a big stage. But we know that Doncic can. Yeah, it's just skills. He's just skilled, yeah. skilled player. One other yes. thing too, bigs are a little riskier. Injuries yes. and obviously the Okafor thing. So uh, I yeah, uh... and and just the way the game is played. You know, today is you know just the, the versatile wings are so much more valuable in general. It, that means his floor is that much higher. You know, than than a big. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, you know. Uh, you know, you, you, you saw him. You know, Julio Okafor go top three. If he came out today, just the the, the way, the, just in just a few short years, we know now that even if Okafor, you know, has the same skill set and doesn't get injured, and you know, for whatever went on there, um, it's just there's, you know, you get Julio Okafor in a pick and roll, and he's tough to play in the fourth quarter. Um, so, uh, Aiden obviously doesn't have those same issues. Um, but I, I guess just the, you know, again, just the, the way the game is played, it just kind of perfectly suits Don't Choose This Game. One thing I want to add to um, before we get to DFS, uh, Matt Peterson writes for like NBA.com. He used to work with the Suns, so he knows the team really well. He had an interesting tweet over the weekend um, listing players in the Suns franchise, uh, most common centers since 1981. Here we go. Rich Kelly, Alvin Adams, James Edwards, Mark West, Andrew Lang, Hot Rod Williams, Luke Longley. Jake Voskel, Kurt Thomas, Robert Lopez, Marcin Gortat, Miles. Like, that's not exactly Carl Towns or MB, Yikes. man. But, Yikes. again, that's – who cares? That's 1981. It was a different time. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Because yeah, they're in a tough spot, man. And they could trade the pick. Cat, cat talk. <sighs> if the Timberwolves even think about trading Towns, man, what on earth? Yeah. What what did you uh, if you're the Suns no brainer you trade sixteen and number one to get him? Oh man, see I love Doncic, but yeah, I would I, I would do yeah. it. You got, you got it. Bird it in the hand, cat, yeah. cat in the hands worth two in the bush or something. Yeah. Like that, I guess. No, no, no. Okay, so enough tangent. Let's get to DFS again. I love Curry. Uh, I'm cool with Rozier. I think Li- Livingston. I've got to mention him. He would also be a slight beneficiary from the Iguodala thing. He's only three three, yes. so I like him. George Hill four five. Um, another underpriced guy who should play big minutes. I think you want to add on guards or shoot point guard. Yeah, I think you mentioned Livingston. We didn't mention him. He's, he would definitely be a beneficiary if Biggie's out. Yeah, three threes. You're not going to find many guys um, with potentially 22, 23 minutes. And yeah, he's played pretty well overall. Yeah. Um, I like Harden a lot. Um, yeah, I think um, Curry, Harden, and LeBron are kind of the studs to play. But I also love Jalen Brown a lot if you want to fade Harden. Uh, I like Marcus Smart. Quarter uh, obviously at three seven. Then we mentioned Nick Young at three thousand. You're gonna have to find some cheap guys. So we like him as a possible straight punt. I do. Yeah, I mentioned Young, and I, and I agree with you on Harden. I think if the, the Rockets are gonna go down, they're gonna go down with Harden Blaze, and so I assume he'll be aggressive and get plenty of shots up in yeah. game, game four. And the Rockets said that there's more pressure on the Warriors to win this game. I guess it's true. 
I guess. Yeah, you don't want to go back to. But then again, if you're down like three. Yeah, I mean the Rockets. Um, if they lose this game, it's you know you're not going to beat the Warriors. Three one lead, man. They've blown a lead before. Yeah, good point. Good point. Throw <laughs> um, somebody into Draymond punching somebody. <laughs> nice. Um, LeBron, we love. No argument needed there. I like Tucker. Iguodala, if he plays. Um, yeah, kind of it. Ariza, yeah. I guess is four seven. Sure, he's going to play. So All right. Uh, we love Looney. He's way underpriced at three yes. nine. He's pretty much lock yep. button. Um, yes. Jordan Bell, West possibly. Draymond, if you got the money to go up a little bit, you probably have to fade Curry though, um, or Harden, either one. But yeah. Yep, Looney chalk. Yeah, Looney is chalk. The, the, the Looney bin and Looney yep. bins. Um, I want to say that's all, folks, but we got to hit center. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tristan Thompson four four is chalk. Um, yes, I like. I think I think Horford, Horford could be big. He'll be low owned, eight thousand. I agree. I, he's he's going to be low low ownership percentage because he's coming off a couple bad games. He's going back to Boston. You can assume that Stevens is going to focus, you know, do his best to put him in a position to succeed. So um, uh, I still think Thompson, but if if you're looking to, to go down opposite direction, I think Horford's good good for a bounce back. Sounds good. All right. So now it's that's all, folks. Anything you want to add? Think we're good. I think we're good. All right. So you guys enjoy the two games coming up. We'll be back on Thursday. So you guys take care, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Tommy. Thanks, buddy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.